Hi, Vocal Minority listeners. Instead of forcing you to listen to us for two straight hours, like some kind of CFL podcast forced into an MLS podcast, we present you with our recorded debate on the biggest story in TFC land, the Argos to BMO story. So sit back, relax, and get used to this special bonus episode. Raise your voice. Well, gentlemen, it is time to talk about the big news, the big red wall in the room, as it were, the latest news from BMO Field and about EBMO Field. So what we all knew was coming has finally been made official. MLSC is buying the Argos. And next year, we are being forced into sharing BMO Field with the double blue. Many promises have been made by Mr. Tim Laiwiki, MLSE, and anyone else who's trying to sell us something. But, you know, that nothing is going to change. TFC is the focus, the main tenant. Everything will be just fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. While we and many others remain highly suspicious, if not downright disbelieving, of anything that we're told uh, in regards to this, are we being too harsh? And to that, I have some questions. Go on. Questions. Questions. Question one. Or argument one, perhaps. MLSE wouldn't put this much money into Toronto FC and the stadium and let the experience or team suffer if they didn't think that they actually thought this would be come out on the positive. Why pour in this much money if they're just going to say, Argos can tromp all over it? I, I, this is obviously the, the one that's been trotted out the most. Yeah. And even though it drives me crazy, I don't think, and I haven't ever thought, it's a, from a malevolent standpoint. They're, I don't think they're actually sitting there going, oh, who cares what happens? I think it's from an mm. ignorance standpoint. I don't think... I still don't think, especially after Lewicki leaves, I think there's going to be a chasm of knowledge of this sport on the board level at MLSE. And I don't think there are necessarily the people, especially the people who are going to make making the decisions when this cost continues to rise on maintaining this pitch, whether it be from the wear and tear, whether it be the lines, no matter what it is. I don't think there are the people in place who understand what is important to the fans of the sport and why TFC became the phenomenon it did in 2007, which is a big part because it looked exactly like what you could see on TV. Apart from maybe the AstroTurf, but whatever. It wasn't the end of the world. It still looked... It didn't look all that different from... No, it didn't. And you and I have been the same. We didn't think it would look good when they first announced this team. We thought it would be a lot... You know, more yeah, North American. Yeah, I was expecting looking. a big like, North American circus, yeah. like yeah. essentially what it has become over the years. But I'm just a little amused that your you know, turf was fine when. You know, no, I didn't say no, 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 no. I didn't say it was fine, but I'm, I mean, uh, visually, from a visual perspective, you could go and it wasn't like you were looking at something from Giant Stadium, circa 1982. It, mm. you know, you could, you could apologize to yourself for the astroturf because you felt like you were part of a. a almost as close as possible here that we've ever had here a proper football stadium and anyway back to my original point i don't necessarily know if there are the people once the wiki leaves who are have the capability to know what we expect from this sport and why it's important to our sport to continue the maintenance of the pitch and uphold its importance once no one's there to speak for the sport mm-hmm. see um i i would uh i kind of when i read your the argument I, I kind of amended it a little. Um, I put uh, MLSC wouldn't pour this much money into a stadium if they didn't think they could recoup it. 
by forcing advertisers and suite purchasers to buy these extra suites for the Argos as well. The stadium renovations have nothing to do, nothing directly to do with TFC, but just to make more money. Mm-hmm. The pitch is kind of, it's almost secondary, um, but it's going to be, um, shall we say, a victim or at least affected by these changes. Uh, I, I agree. It's. I don't think it's. I don't think it's an evil thing, but it's an under, underestimation and an underappreciation of the clientele who goes to these games. Um, well, time will tell how how it all plays out, but it's easy to be scared. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Sorry, go ahead, Duncan. No, I was just going to say it's very much much like what they've done for the last eight or nine years or so, trying to run just the team. You know, they're going to try their best to make it work. I totally believe that. Mm-hmm. I just don't believe they'll be good at it. Yeah, and I they, think yeah, that's my problem too. Is that they? I think they really do believe what they're saying. I, I yeah. think they they feel that they have the answers, even though they really probably don't. If they do, it's the first time, basically, in TFC's history that someone has the answers. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I mean that yeah. um, you know, in a fairly true. serious way. It's they, they they can talk a good game, and Lewicki's a master salesman. You know, we we don't bring out that monorail song all the time just for for kicks. It's 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 fairly an apt analogy in a lot of ways. He's not necessarily selling a snake oil, but that man has some skills. He can talk a good game. Mm-hmm. He's very you know he's got a good presence. He knows how to sway a boardroom, whatever. You know, he's 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 good at this sort of thing. He's good at his job. But my, uh, I get sick of being told that. Well, hey, look at how much money we're spending on you. Mm-hmm. You should believe us. And so mm-hmm. I go back and forth. Yeah, sure, it's great. Thank you for investing in the club. I I I, I do like the facilities for the future. I think the training ground looks good, and I like the fact that they're trying to expand the academy and all those things. And I think the stuff. Do you that, like Seba? You know what? I, I'm on board don't with you. Seba. You've mm. done. Don't you like Seba? You don't like Seba? It's you have to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You, exactly. you don't like him. You don't like Seba. Are you not entertained? Mm. So that is very entertaining. No. Throwing money mm. at a problem has never been MLSE's problem. No, they're not cheap. They don't throw it properly. They Throwing never throw it at the stupidly. right thing. Exactly, yes. and that's that's where all this sort of to me falls apart. I think that yes, I think they're doing it. Not necessarily from a, not necessarily from the goodness of their hearts, but I think they're coming at it from at least a semi-genuine place. But they are also giant corporation that has not proven that they know how to produce or run winning sports teams and are all about you know the bottom line, which mm-hmm. most are. This yeah, this is an entirely a for-profit organization. Results are secondary, and what's strange is that they've managed to find a formula where profits. And like the profits, you can still have profits without the results. Therefore, who cares if we're winning? We're still making money, which is ridiculous because it's beliefs. Mm-hmm. It, 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 but that's the yes. entire organization, top to bottom. There, I don't know. Of, I don't know of many that are in that same position where they can just literally fail all the time and still make tens of millions of dollars in in the black every year. That's insane. That being said. Um, I don't know if uh, how many of you guys uh, have you like go to YouTube without an ad blocker. But lately, when I'm at work, I've whenever I've seen uh, I've gone to YouTube to check something out. I've you get the ads that come up, and I've TFC versus Man City. No, oh, MLS MLS E Suites. Oh, I'm seeing video advertisements to buy or rent 
a suite at BMO Field. Really? Oh. Yeah. I have not seen that yet, and okay. I am happy I, that I, I, feel I have like, not. I feel like these ads get kind of, there's algorithms out there that oh. fine-tune it to, to what you do on your computer. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm sure getting, they probably found I'm out. I'm getting the adverts for one particular game. What are you doing on your computer? They, they think you're in the market oh, for yeah, buying suites. Maybe, Mr. High Roller. May, maybe, maybe they figured well, out where... all that FC Dallas money. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, well, that's, that's, that's a given. I mean, the, the kickback I got on... Becker alone was... Let's not talk about that. Do they allow you to bring podcast equipment into the suites? Oh. <laughs> it would be good to say live from the Tunnel Club. <laughs> Actually be live from the Tunnel Club. No, we're really here. <laughs> <laughs> this time we have video. Watch. Duncan, that's a great point. If anybody is listens to this thing, would like to donate a suite for us for one game where we could try and record this thing... <laughs> um, yeah, just inquire within. Just uh, you one. can totally sit in on it. We'll get you a mic too, and and we'll make your name the swear word. And for that we'll show. make your your name the swear word for the show. Looking at you, that? Jim Davis. Jim Davis, <laughs> not the guy who did Garfield. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, yeah, that's it's. But if he wants to, sure, that's true. Yeah. You never know. He, he hates dead? Mondays. Mm-hmm. All right. Second argument or second query. <laughs> In order, so this is the other argument. In order to be able to attract and pay for top talent, such as Michael Bradley, Sebastian Jovinko, Josie Altador, and so forth, the additional revenue streams brought in by expanding the stadium and allowing the Argos in, Grey Cups, Winter Classics, and other sundry events that are sure to come are necessary to maintain and grow the team. I find that, in, like, I like I understand the concept, but because the way the system, because the way the league is built, it has a cap, and the cap covers the twenty three of the twenty six. Assuming you get three designated players, now in a in, in a crazy world where TFC starts really just making money hand over fist, you mean to tell me that we could have a lineup with Mesty, Cristiano Ronaldo, and I don't know, name a third player. I don't care. I don't care who. Somebody big. George Best. George Best. Yes. Even better, because he's relevant. Sexiest ghost ever. The three of them, we're going to pay them $60 million a piece, still playing with guys making 55000 or whatever the league minimum is now. Pouring money into the club to get better talent. Like, really, in this league, because most, I don't know if it's most, but I know a lot of teams don't have multiple DPs, and I know there's a couple that don't have any. All we're doing is we're going to spend money on three guys at most, not an entire team. Mm-hmm. If the cap comes flying off, oh yeah, game on. That's like let's do this. We're gonna have a, we're gonna have a thirty million dollar lineup next season. Fantastic, but that's not going to happen. Okay, but what about like investing in the team infrastructure? Like I was talking about the academy and uh, going out, you know, building connections back into the you know the Toronto and Ontario soccer communities forging ties that way you need money to do that sort of thing you need money to fund an academy to recruit kids to train kids to expand that to do things that way where you can start bringing players up other than ashton morgan and daniel and the kids that are playing at tfc2 right now that sort of thing and the league is always going to start it's going to continue to negotiate how high the cap is Mm -hmm. and how much you know that fourth dp is coming any day now and you know it is uh, next by the next CBA for sure if they don't find a way to write a new rule on a new cocktail napkin before then. So, you know, maybe there's some truth to this. Well, I, I think for the grassroots stuff and the academy stuff, that's that's funny money to MLSE. That costs very little for mm-hmm. what you can make back. They can make that back with transferring off one player like a Doniel Henry. 
they've probably recouped a lot of what they had to invest into their academies and their youth programs. Really, for MLSE, that's nothing much. For the DPs, you could make the rationale that, that you need the revenue streams. But the, my one problem with, with that argument is Lewicki has been saying up until only a couple of months ago where suddenly he was softening on the Argos saying, oh, this Argos thing is not going to happen. He wasn't even he yeah. wasn't even giving it time of day. Oh, he, he, we'll see. Oh, it, last, it, last year he poked fun at the Fords. Oh, yeah. It was very, yeah, exactly. It was very much, oh. For that. And if you listen to anyone, MLC don't want the Argos. It was that, that was the narrative, really, even though we knew it was horseshit the whole time. Yeah. Um, but, so the Argos, in his words, were not part of the equation when they built, when they talked about the expanding the stadium. It was constantly, this is about TFC. Don't forget, TFC are one, two, and three in this, in, uh, this new stadium. Mm-hmm. So last year, when they went and signed a bunch of DPs, and didn't have any Argos coming in. The Argos could have turned around and got a deal in Mississauga or Oshawa or whatever. Okay, it wasn't going to happen, but hypothetically, we didn't have any trouble going out and spending a ton of money on DPs then. Yeah, yeah, but I, I think I, that's why this... I said like for the future, like going forward to maintain yeah. and continue this, not in the moment. So, what was different about before last year when we went out and got Gilberto and Defoe and all that? Nothing was different no. other than what he was saying in public. Yeah. This has been going on. I mean, you yeah. go back to... No, I know, but I'm just poking a giant hole in, sure, in his sure, argument. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you go back to 2013 when yeah. they got rid of Kevin Payne in that very press conference, yeah. all of a sudden, oh, you know, there's new visions and everything. We're going to be much bigger than this and you know, new stadium and this and that. And it's and this is kind of the problem with the idea of, yeah, we get in this money and we can do this. All it's doing is really papering over the problems. It's We've just constantly been a shitty organization mm-hmm. and all right well to try and compete we'll throw money at it and hmm all right de guzman's frings and Cuverman's, that's not enough move it up a bit all right bradley defoe and gilberto nope that still doesn't cover up our dysfunction all right let's go like javinko and altidore and bradley let's see if that'll do it it's like can, can we not just focus on actually running a professional well-run club and having that rather than just throwing ever increasing amounts of money until you finally throw enough money at those three spots to cover up all the rest of the nonsense crazy how dare you um that's hard so yeah it's it's annoying but yeah i I think yeah there's definitely something to be said for that argument that all this extra money that the stadium is going to bring in will go towards the players uh of course in the short term at least it is we will see what happens until you have a gridiron covered pitch with giant holes and try to get someone to come over from europe to play on that i I would also like to like I mean, ideally, I would love to see nothing more than the money. I'd rather them put in an expanded academy program rather than go get three designated players, or at least three designated players who are making more than half the league, you know, mm. salaries combined. Um, th- that's just me because I'm I'm a, I'm an idealist. I want to see better, better, better player development for the city, the province, the area, however you want to draw the line, and ultimately for Canada. That would be the best. Um, until they can find a way to actually make that a revenue, a real revenue stream where they're actually profiting by the end of it, I kind of i I feel that this thing is kind of tokenish. It's like, oh, look, we're you know, like it's good, and they they might be able to poach the best of the best that's out there to come play for TFC Academy, and that's that's a move too. But that's not to me really developing or helping development as a whole. That's just getting the best and having an all star team to go send them to Europe to show them in front of. Barcelona under 14 tournament or whatever. I want there to be a TFC Academy or some kind of a satellite in London, in North Bay, 
you know, in, in Sault Ste. Marie, in, in Windsor, wherever. Like, just, I want that to be, let them be a provincial team rather than just, you know, what we have in the GTA. Because they have the resources to do it. I'm not entirely not sure how, they're allowed to yeah, do that. Yeah, that's how the soccer structure doesn't work that there's way. There's like certain like boundaries that each club is in MLS is allowed to choose from. I, as and I understood, TFC is restricted. Like the GTA, I, I think Vancouver was, has most of Ontario. Oh, really? See, yeah. okay, I, that's my misunderstanding. I had the impression that they had no, most of Ontario, like southern Ontario, anyway. I think it's mainly GTA yeah, and it's population I, based. I think. Yeah, oh, I don't think it goes that far out. Really, uh, Vancouver's got Alberta. There's like three million people there. Don't yeah, be greedy. They talk weird. Anyway, anyway, I, 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 I like my yeah. Like I just I think that there is an opportunity. You know, if 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 that was something that they, they were looking to do with the money, because I think there's something still to be done with the academy. And yes, pouring more money into it will help, but. They probably won't because they're going to focus on their big shiny toys. Mm -hmm. However, question. Speaking of levels of DPs and how much money we've spent and the renovation, a number of people, you know, fans have said, we didn't ask for this renovation. We were quite content to have you spend the money more wisely on a better balanced team. And we kind of liked our little stadium. It was not, there was literally nothing wrong with it. Sure, we wanted the corners filled in. And yes, a roof would be nice. Not that we're getting one. But um, would you rather have, say, Lava and Yuruti level DPs and old BMO, or Altador, Jovinko level DPs and our new fancy home? I, I think this argument right now is harder than ever because Jovinko's maybe the best player we've ever had, yeah. and watching him is maybe more fun watching a single player. Although, than have we've you watched Lava in Vancouver this year? He's been brilliant. Yeah, yeah. different style of player. Yeah. But he's not a fun player, really, is he? Well, I think he's fun, but that's because I like that style he's of player. Really good. You know, he's, he's a very good player. He's better for the team. But, and as, far like as, that, but. Like as far as a mm. talent goes, Jovinko's arguably the best we've ever had. One of the better ones. I mean, it's early days still, but, you know, he's... His, How many goals has Gil scored this year? His talent. That, that, is, apple, <laughs> that is apples and mangoes. Good comparison. Um, <laughs> but... Taking away him in particular, let's say the level of DP, I'd much rather have that that development level guy like Laba, to a lesser extent now, or Rudy, he's kind of fallen off, that and our stadium, or a stadium that you could have made better. Mm-hmm. You know, there was, you could have made old BMO a better stadium without. with very minimal, without the giant extra stand upstairs and all the other bells and whistles. It needed a few bits and pieces, fill in the corners, you know, make the north stand go connect from side to side and put a little, even if it's just a canopy, it's still better than what we had before. Yeah, there was a way of making this a better football stadium without making it a, a football stadium. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, I and, heard the difference there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. And, and if, you know, and if it meant having that lower level of DP, see, that's not the problem. It's having that lower level of DP and having all the other development of a team around it, which we've never had. We never mm-hmm. have. Yeah, I take the the old one. You keep the stadium. Yeah, there's many ways it can be improved, but keep it focused on, you know, strictly the the soccer football. Have it a place where you know there's no problems. There's not having to be, you know, scheduling around at Argos playoff games and all that sort of thing. And yeah, have a good scouting system that can go to South America and find good players like Labber or, you know, in like Vancouver, got brought in sort of Rivero. Uh, you know, he's doing all right. Pedro Morales is doing great. You know, find people at that kind of level 
you know, and your mid-level MLS guys like there's yeah. good players yeah. in MLS that you should build your team yes. around and we mm, don't yeah but like Absolutely. I said, because of Jovinko right now, because Altador before the injury, and to a certain level, Bradley, this is a warped argument for most people. Mm. Because we have three really nice toys, you know, without looking at the rest of the thing. So you say, well, wouldn't you rather have these guys when they're in front of you at that moment? It's like, mm. In a couple of years, if they're gone, because they're pissed off about, you know, not wanting to break their ankle in a giant hole in the pitch, which, hey, you know... These guys are in their mid to, mid to late twenties. They got pretty good careers ahead of them still. They're not going to threaten their health if the pitch is like really below par. True. Like you can garden hose all you want. He hasn't talked about anything about the divots in the pitch yet. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. October is going to be magical. Yeah, it's going to be fun times. And as much another sorry another issue really, and just the the national teams as well. It's just, yeah, yeah, and know, hardly anyone's talking about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, are Canada going to be still playing games here? I mean, rather than TFC one, two, and three, can we not like shuffle Canada into the number two spot, perhaps? Maybe because there's Crazy. already been rumblings from Floro. I think directly from Floro saying that they're actively looking for somewhere mm, yeah. else to kind of I mean, make their it was home. referring to late this year though for yeah. when BMO's going to be under construction again so mm-hmm. but I mean re- but depending look, look on to yeah. November of 2016 yeah. Yeah, exactly. there is scheduled yeah. during that month for one of the, the World Cup qualifiers I don't like, see how they could are going to qualify to that level yep. and there's going to be yeah. you know Argos playoffs and TFC playoffs yeah. potentially yeah. at that same time wow. are they, they going to be able to wow. to fit like, the yeah, Canada game to, in there as well we don't need to worry about the Argos destroying the pitch. TFC is going to destroy the pitch because they're going to have so many games. Mm, mm. But, you know, in, in a perfect world, well, in a perfect world, Argos wouldn't be in the mix, but in a perfect world, that is what's going to happen. Mm. And so suddenly we have to, we're faced with a decision where national team's not going to play here. And no. national team has always played those important games here. If TFC are one, two, and three, and the Argos are four, Team Canada's somewhere around eight. And yeah, that's a concern. Behind the winter classics. The winter classics yeah. And, and any random concert and, yeah. that might want to play yeah. at BMO Phil Field. Phil Collins in... falling off his drum set. Oh, yeah. that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. 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 We've seen that. Yeah, yeah. Seen we, that. I've already yeah. seen something like that yeah. today. Mm. But, you know, that, that is a, that's, to me, that's a, that's a bigger deal than, than many of the other things that get talked about. And we've been, yeah, we're mm. fortunate here in Toronto that we get to see the national team play for these matches. Finally. Uh, well, yeah, sure, <laughs> finally. But it's also been something that... You know, the Voyager has been working on to bring better support to these games. Mm-hmm. The support's been far more, you know, to the Canadian side than the other country side. The last few times we've gone, it's been, there's been a shift and there's a chance that that momentum gets lost. I think something mm-hmm. that hasn't been said is that they gave it to us and then they've taken it away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The original plan at York University which was sharing between the Argos and the Canadian Soccer Association and an MLS club, unnamed at that time. Yes. If that's all we ever knew, yeah, it, it, okay. it would have kind of been sucks, crappy. We would have complained now and again. Sucks, but it's we all dealt. we would have ever known, and we would have been kind of thankful that we got something. Exactly. Yeah. But they gave us everything, to a, as, as everything as BMO has ever been, and then they took it away. That's what hurts a bit more. Yeah. Um, uh, back to the original question, um, I would be, I would actually be fine with with the Laba Rudy level DPS, and and the main reason is it isn't because of, oh, I hate this current thing, like to me the designated player was only supposed to be a splash out for an improvement in a position, 
And realistically, no matter who we get, hopefully, ideally, they would be better than what was on offer in MLS, whether it's free agency or what we got. So any 3DPs would be great because they would should they would and should be better than what we had. Fine. Um, but as far as the stadium goes, the updated BMO has done absolutely nothing for me so far. Never mind the ear splitting. Um, <laughs> until there's a roof, it won't do anything for me. I don't care about the new damn screen just as long as there is one. I don't care about uh, most of the, anim- the most of the new amenities because I'm never going to I'm never going to be able to they use them. Don't apply them. to us. I'm never going to be able to afford it. And I, even if I could afford it, I wouldn't want to pay for it. Um, I, like I love new stadiums and everything, but uh, it's to me I love them for how they can serve the plebs rather than the privileged. So all the new bells and whistles, I don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. But you put in twenty thousand, twenty five thousand comfortable seats with great sight lines and a roof. That's that's top notch, and I don't care what else you do after that. But yeah, I, I could give two craps less about everything they're adding. I mean, it's a, it's an impressive sight, but not really when it's empty. It's just a big stand. Oh no, it's you know what? It's impressive. It's, it's a impressive. big dark stand. It's scary up there. There's oh, no yeah. lights. At, at night, it's creepy as shit. Yes. Like for all of you who bought seats in that upper stand, um, bring flashlights, bring glow sticks. Um, Bring a friend so you have someone buddy to like system. exactly. Totally don't system. go into the north stand into the into the east stands alone. It's no, not safe. That that stand structurally is impressive, even sure. when it's empty. It's super impressive. Because, I'm a big wall because last year there wasn't a thing there, and that's just wow. That doubled. It doubled in in one off season. Phenomenal. But I got ultimately, I have no use for it. Mm-hmm. It's there, something TFC did not need at all. No. No, we didn't need. It's we don't for, want. It's not none for of this us. Is for the club. I keep. No. I keep looking at it, saying, if we didn't have the new East Stand, the stadium would be full. Mm. The yeah. stadium would be full. <laughs> you know, the the announced attendance would have filled you the mean, stadium. You mean you mean the made up number that apparently they make uh, every game? Shh, don't give away trade one seventeen secrets. Not my problem <laughs> that they allowed me to peek behind the damn curtain. The wizard is bullshit. <laughs> they are lying about the numbers. Okay. Not telling Moving you my source. Not telling on. you my source. <laughs> to still sticking at BMO and back to Saturday. <sighs> I know. I know. Suck it up, Buttercup. So other than the game itself, the other focus, and for some people, it seems, the, the main focus from Saturday was the what was called a day of mourning that was organized by a number of supporter groups where asked people to wear black to just basically mourn. We were talking about the loss of our national soccer stadium, our you know, we know it's coming. We're it, it. We know it's done. We aren't saying that we can change it. This was just a an acknowledgement that we weren't happy with it. So to go one step further, uh, 23 minutes of close to absolute silence from the South Stands. Not necessarily the rest of the stadium, but it was noticeable. So that plus the black shirts to a lesser effect had an effect on the atmosphere during that part of the game and. Do you think, and well, I think they sort of did notice and try to react, but do you think outside of the Lewicki show later on that we'll get to in a minute, will they take notice of the fact that, you know, supporter groups that you promote so heavily and have been trying to buck up and be friends with said, you know what, we're not going to do anything for a little while. We're going to make it noticeable. Maybe you should listen to what we say a little bit more. I think it would have to take quite a few of these displays before they really notice. Yeah, they paid a bit of lip service to it. Oh, we're all striving for the same thing, said the MLSE spokesman in the Toronto Sun. You know, whatever. 
You know, you mean the official newspaper of Toronto FC? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, I think it would take a, quite a few of these, and the fear would be, the fear would be, oh, we're losing what we market, not who the people are. Oh no, mm-hmm. I, and yeah. I know it's not. They don't care about those individual people, but yeah. they care about it as a what as they a rep- thing. Yeah, yeah, as a as a marketable thing. And that maybe got under their skin a little bit. Again, they will. They're very good at patronizing the supporters. They will, in their mind, they're quite arrogant. You know, they will go by saying, "Oh, by the next game, it'll be fine. It'll all be back to normal." And yeah, it probably will be until the next time it happens. And unfortunately for them, I think what will happen if the inevitable happens and they degrade to this, degrade the stadium to a level where people aren't accepting it, it's not going to go out in a bang. It's going to drip away in an apathetic, you know, drifting of people away from the stadium. So mm-hmm. by the time they turn around and notice it, those people are mostly, a good chunk of them are going to be gone. Um, I, I, I mentioned to Dom, our, our good friend and neighbor, uh, that it was baseball quiet. And the only thing that we were missing was a regular announcement letting us know who was up to bat. Mm-hmm. It, and, and just for jokes, I just... That you know now batting for the Baltimore Orioles number twenty and it, it fit perfectly because you could hear that murmur in the crowd, mm-hmm. you know people talking, but that's all you heard. So it was, it was it was eerie. It was eerie and and full marks, full marks to everybody who participated in that, because if like you said if that's if 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 the marketing if the marketing of this end is one of their big show pieces, and they weren't performing. Well, um, what coupons in the paper next? Like, what's the, what's the next step? <laughs> but I go back to what That's I said, nice kids. I go back to what I said earlier on about the lack of knowledge in the people who run this club, outside of the the football people who run the personnel, player stuff, or what that's worth. The people who do all the marketing and do all that stuff, there isn't a deep knowledge of the sport. No, come on, they're fireworks after a second leg. Mm-hmm. That's all you need to know. It's that that's I mean okay that's maybe stretching a little bit but it is the kind of that's thing that is, is that is the fabric there is no fabric of the sport in those people and so they don't realize that if you kill that it trickles down to the rest of the stadium and then it is a baseball stadium. Yeah, it, but it, I, I I'm still not sure if they care. People say yes of course they care. They care for the marketing even at the person. I'm not sure they already don't have enough to can and sell it as a, a product for family entertainment, but that's me. Yeah, I, I, I've often believed though that um, if if the supporters groups were to just you know largely vanish or people up and quit, they'll just find ways to you know if you early bird you get to lock in your old price, but yeah. if you're new, well price goes up and those prices never come back down. It wouldn't take too much to become no. the pizza pizza family zone. Right no, it there. wouldn't. Absolutely not. A <laughs> couple of years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's the said the just the being silent part of it was definitely the more effective thing. I think you can look at sort of pictures of the South End as a whole, and you, know, you don't really notice the the black shirts wearing that. Uh, you know, wasn't super effective. That in a way maybe kind of demonstrated how few sort of people there are sort of within supporters groups that are that connected to have kind of noticed the protest or the morning was happening <clears throat> to do it but uh, yeah I mean it's when you actually did it the, the vocally the sound wise you just take that away so it's like ah so it kind of realises just how much uh, a big part of the whole experience you know those small groups are really 
I mean, you know, it's kind of easy to mock the supporters groups at times. And, you know, the club obviously, you know, it's just marketing and you know, thinks it got them on a string and there's, you know, there's, it's not a perfect, wonderful, everything about these guys is magnificent, but mm-hmm. you, you really notice them when they're not there. Yeah. So sort of following on the heels of that and, you know, we talk about supporters groups and sort of engagement on that level. It was a very social media orchestrated thing, but also, you know, on Facebook, other levels. But and we talk about the atmosphere from the South Stands. We talk about the atmosphere uh, in the whole stadium being driven by that group and whether other fans who are season ticket holders and have been with the club just as long as you know anybody else, but who don't sit there, who are at the game every week regardless, but don't necessarily have the same you know, the same level of engagement or level of reading up everything and getting mm-hmm. involved in what's yeah. happening with BMO. They're there on the day during the week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, exactly. So they, like they go. says there's a game. Yeah, they're, they're supporters in that they go to every game and that's great. Like, please, you know, keep coming out to the games. But mm. Congratulations. Yes. You have a life as well. I envy you. Yeah, how do you manage that? Mm. Um, but there is a disconnect between those two sets of fans. And I'm not saying one set of fans is better than the other. I would never say that. But there is a disconnect in maybe an understanding where, hey, do you know what's happening to the stadium? Do you get that this is about to happen? And why are you less upset about it than the rest of us? Um, and so that's sort of, I wonder, like, is there a way to, not an education program, but like, where's the, how do you, how do we build a bridge between this you know, the worry about what's about to happen to the people who don't necessarily, not, not that they're unconcerned and they don't care, but they just don't know. No, there's a big disconnect, unfortunately. And, and I, even more unfortunate is I don't see a way of driving that home because, you know, the, those people, for what it's worth, get most of their TFC inf- information from the website, the TFC website, mm-hmm. or one of the mainstream outlets who aren't really going to go out of their way to, with a couple of exceptions, aren't going to go out of their way to inform or keep up to date with what could happen or what is happening. So sadly, I think for a big chunk, it's going to be that day they walk into the stadium and it's a big brown gridironed divoted mess. Mm -hmm. And as we've said too many times, that's the wait and see point that's too late to wait and see. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it will be as a wait and see and once they do actually see it then yeah that might be something that will get more people enraged but yeah at that point too late it's done and done mm-hmm. yeah i kind of think that um more to your point tony was going to the town halls and you know people are irate and you can you could feel that the room was vibrating and the questions that were coming up had almost nothing to do with yeah like the way supporters are treated mm-hmm. or the way like our Intelligencer is insulted, and and what ha- Why did this happen to this player? It's like, wow, my seats keep going up, and and it's just, it's it's very narrow focus. It's just, well, how how is this affecting me? Not how is this affecting us? And even then, that they're not even a full representation of everybody who goes to the stadium. They were just, you know, people who were pissed off being season ticket holders and wanted to voice their opinion. That really, like, that's. I mean, I'm glad you got. I'm glad you came out. I'm glad you got to say your two cents. I'm glad you got the microphone. But that's 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 your that's your beef. Like, I don't know if I don't know if you ever. I don't think you can turn those people. 
unless all of a sudden they all of a sudden decide, you know what, I'm gonna I want to see what's going on in, in in the culture of this club, and maybe I'll go look at a message board. Maybe I'll go see what's on uh, a blog. Maybe I'll go you know read up on Twitter and and just and start to see. Holy crap! There's this there's this underbelly that's that exists of discon discontent. We're, we're a CD underbelly Discord. Now. Discord is mm-hmm. probably a better word. Yeah, CD underbelly of Discord, and and wow, okay, maybe I'll read up on this, but I that's a one percenter. I, I can't see anybody actively doing that unless somehow they have a eureka moment on their own. I had a conversation with a season ticket holder who's been there since two thousand seven. Reads some blogs. He's not super connected, but you know he he knows the team. He knows the players. Blah blah blah. He's not very fair weather, but. I said to him the thing about he, he kind of looked at me dressed in black. He's like, oh, you in mourning? You know, got a little snarkly. And I was like, well, yeah. I mean, you know, started talking about the issues. Like, And he said the same thing. It was it was MLSE coming right up. Was, They're not going to screw it up. They've spent so much money. They wouldn't do that. I was just was like, okay. If you say mm-hmm. so. <laughs> at that point, it's like, they, they all must, right, well, we'll just have to truly wait and see. And I hope you're right. They must believe that, that if they screw it up bad enough for say the let's call ourselves hardcore why not the hardcore support to say I prefer ultras no nah, not, not not so much double o ultras but yeah maybe just the maybe just the lowercase u mm. but uh the hardcore support to say you know what screw it I'm out and they just believe that they'll just get replaced with leaf-esque fans who just want to go and be a part of the game experience whatever that experience might be yeah but the more of the hardcore whatever fans that leave the less of that experience will exist I know but but they can re- they'll just read they'll, they'll, the they'll narrative re- and find another experience but, yeah that's when you pump in the, the, the music and the whole yeah. North oh, American sports experience comes. I know yeah. I know I'm not yes. I'm not with yeah. you on this but I, but that's what I and they must I think they I'm saying I believe they think that we can replace these people yeah. with yeah Higher paying customers. I think that's, well, and that's that I, I think true. the folly and the arrogance of MLSE, that's that's peak but it would be problem. Su- yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if maybe not this season, but over the course of the years, that spread of South End supporters, once they see all the pockets, they'll just start well, hey, can we just can we just move you a little bit further further east in the in We're the putting you all in one section. Yeah, eventually it's going to be louder and better. It's going to be the supporter corner. Mm-hmm. The supporter mm-hmm. section singular. Yeah, there's a back half of 113. I mean, you know, you guys could move up there and Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and we'll just fill them in with families. <sighs> so speaking of arrogance then, one last thing that we're going to talk yes. about. <laughs> yeah, well, that was directed directly <laughs> at you actually. Way to go. Uh the other thing that's being talked about and in some media outlets more than others, perhaps, was uh, Mr. Lewicki partway through the game in a very misguided attempt to curry favor slash diffuse what was happening in the South Stands, decided to descend into the supporter group land and hand out free beer from their capo stands. Mm -hmm. This can't possibly go wrong. No. For the most part, uh, the beers were refused. Some did take. Some, I, I don't know. I can't say how many. I wasn't there. We we sit in a different part of the South Stands. Again, we're not free beer worthy. <laughs> yep. Our little supporter free group. Pizza would have been nice. Yeah, right? We were hungry. You know, whatever. Um, but for the most part, the beers were refused. And then in what led to, and again, very blown up by one corner of the media. Hi, Kurt. 
an interaction between uh, Tim Laiwiki and a supporter that was caught on video where the supporter is fairly calmly trying to talk to Tim and, and said, what did he say? He said, you know, go home, which I think is what's being blown up. And Tim's only response was how much money he'd spent and you don't like Seba. And he must have said that like 12 times. My question is, so why were you there in the first place? Had, there was no reason for him to go into the South Stand on this day of all days when you know supporters are riled up and pissed off and try to sell yourself and sell your free beer as a, hey, we're friends now, come on. You know, like it's just, it was such a bad move and it pisses me off that anybody is looking to the supporters as the villains in this when, you know, you don't just, you, you, you don't do it. It was a stupid thing to do. It was the wrong thing to do. Um, and clearly I'm incredibly passionate about this because I've been thinking about this for two days and I'm still angry about it because mm. Again, there was no point. It was never going to turn out well. I see what he was trying to do. Again, like I said, it wasn't a goodwill gesture. It was a, how can I diffuse this? How can I, how can I turn this into my favor? If I can be seen down the South Stands with them, look how magnanimous I am. We're friends now. Here's some beer. We're just buddies. You're going to cheer now, right? Everything's all good. And no, it wasn't. And... Well, you said arrogance, and I think it completely speaks to the arrogance of the organization led by him yeah. that this would be a good idea. And he kind of got a taste of it after the banner thing a few weeks ago. We took down the banner and later on offered some beers to people. And, you know, that got him some some kudos for some reason. Um, and now this, it, it speaks to me, at least, how little they think of the supporters as... An people? intelligent yeah. group of people who can make up their minds and not just be complete like, oh, I'm really angry. Beer. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like it's like mm. a bunch of homers. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they think it's exactly like exactly it is. Yeah, and and that's what they think. And and to me, that is maybe the biggest problem with this whole situation, is that feeling that they can just make all of this go away anytime. Just keep screwing up and keep making it go away with the simplest of stupid gestures. And for some, it's good enough. I think that's maybe shrinking a little bit. It's still, I still think to them, they will see it as a positive. They they got some some PR out of it. The thing with uh, the quote about go home, that's worked out perfectly for Lewicki. Of course it has. Because it's been villainized in the media to make this person look like a xenophobe is telling an American, an American bashing. Uh, it wasn't. I think we would have told a lot of people who were leaving the club high and dry to go home to get yeah. lost. And also, go home, mm. get out of our stand. Like this is this is this is this part of the stadium is our home. What are you doing here? Of the mm-hmm. of, of the things that have been said around the stadium this year, go home, or even if you say go back to the states, pretty low on the list of sins. Yeah, we say yeah. worse at the refs. It's true. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I say worse to Duncan. No, the all the time. <laughs> man. Just, Seriously, you have to stop. but he knows I'm kidding. He'll he never, knows I'm kidding. This guy's never going. You home. know I'm kidding, right, Duncan? I'm I'm keeping notes. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> You're coming. I'm sorry, Dunk. Mm, it was be. all just in good fun. Mm-hmm. But yeah, in general, I mean, I think it's sad that they think that a group of people who are as passionate about the club and connected to the club are so easily pushed aside with something as stupid as beer. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to see, you know, sort of Vincent Tan when Cardiff fans are angry or, you know, AC Milan have had protests recently. I'd love to see Silvio Berlusconi wading into <laughs> the, <laughs> the, the the curve behind the goal there and see what happens. Or, well, Peroni you know, is like awful. South America or whatever it yeah. is. I mean, like, no one laid a hand yeah. on him. No one threw anything at him. Like, mm-hmm. someone had a conversation. He was, the guy wasn't even yelling at Lewicki. Even if he was yelling at Lewicki. Seriously. Mm-hmm. Right. You want to be a world-class club? Guess what? That's going to come with world-class supporters that care. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. And we're fans and world because we're passionate. Organizations they don't. They don't understand. They want world-class Playmobil franchise. All the nice little pieces exactly where they should be, where they can control them. Mm-hmm. You know, if if they really wanted to be sincere with this whole beer gesture, what would have stopped for everybody? No, what would have stopped them to just say, call up all of the pubs because everybody's got a home pub. Call them up. Are the supporters there? Here's the corporate credit card. Everyone you think is support, buy the entire pub a beer, and just say it's it's from TFC. Fuck the beer. You yeah. want to be a real man? Go sit in the capo stand with a bullhorn and ask people how they feel. Maybe yeah no but I'm just saying no, if and, ha- and try having an actual conversation. Tell I, them to hang around after the game. I, yeah. I I see you're feeling upset. Go set yourself up in in the north stand yeah. yes. whatever. Say all right, I'm here. Free beer for whoever wants it. Don't go and confront people. Yeah. where they are, where they I'm really go don't want the to be. Yeah. confronted. I mean, don't force yourself on people. Say yeah, all right. I'm willing to buy a beer and talk with whoever wants to, yeah. and I'll try and persuade you that this is a good thing. Hang around. Don't After the go match. and force yourself on people. Yeah. We're going to paint a line. We're going to bring out a 300-pound linebacker and let him run back and forth on the pitch, and I'm going to prove to you that my theories about fixing this pitch are absolutely true. I'd, stick around, for the, I'd mm. stick around for that. Mm. I, I don't even want Free the beer. beer. No, I, I don't, exactly. Yeah. I would just be there to see it happen and see whether or not it worked. Mm-hmm. No, I, I'm, all I'm saying is that if it was supposed to be a sincere gesture of of beer to supporter, he didn't have to go in like in there with cups to hand them out. They could have done it from yeah. a distance after the game was over, after some emotions kind of die down, and just say, and and even just say, this is from last week where I said I owe you sure. I owe you a beer. Here's your beer. Look, they have good connections. They have good close connections with the supporters group. There's a million ways it could have gone. Yeah, on absolutely. Yeah, this was, this was not. This was all about Tim Lewicki. It yeah. was needlessly. It was needlessly mm-hmm. confrontational. It was needlessly done. All right, so we'll see what happens next. I don't expect. Um, we will wait and see. <laughs> <laughs> You're hilarious. Well done. We'll be curious to see what the mood is like on Saturday. That's true. All right. Enough of that for now. And that's the show. Oh <laughs> shit! I know. God, and we still yeah, got, look at you. Look at your. We still look got at t- least twenty minutes to go. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit. Should we do this in two parts? No, and I, I mean like, <laughs> should we do like a BMO? What is this? Twilight. Well, that was a touchdown of depression. But not to worry. The rest of this week's podcast is on the way with a look back at Portland, bitchy blanks, and a look ahead to San Jose's visit to BMO Field. Follow us on Twitter at Vocal Minority CA for all the latest from our hearts to your dinner plates. Here's Queen with Bohemian Rhapsody.
Fagundes. <laughs> my hands behind my back like I'm, you know. It's like watching Phil Collins in the live, uh, She's do they know it's Christmas video. Lover. Oh, that one, yes. <laughs> 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 oh my god, he Phil Collins himself right off the table. New project, cameras. We now need cameras. Duncan just gave us the reason. I'm thinking we get a three GoPro setup going. You know, two, two, and then one over the general area. I think it's going to cost about 1500 bucks. Probably need some software of some kind. I don't know, I'll get the software for free. Set it up on Periscope or whatever, and then you put the whole thing up on YouTube. Well, no, then we'll need somebody to kind of like do the switching from like camera one, camera two, camera three. Mm. But they'll, you know, obviously it'll all be recorded, so we would have caught that. Let's go live on scene to see Duncan Fletcher. Susu Studio! <laughs> Just say the word. Just say the word. Do you want one of the hats? Which one? Which one? They were the right. They're they're the same. They are they the same? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The fancy hat derby. Yeah, the fancy, <laughs> the fancy hat playoff final. 1996. Yeah, I got confused. Which one came over on the boat derby? 18th century hats for 500 derby. <laughs> Glad they avoided the riots this time. <laughs> oh, it was close. Huguenots to BMO. <laughs> Also, also, most accurate Phil Collins impression I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. He always fell off his drum kit. Oh, he's the worst. That's wrong. Why do you think Je Peter Gabriel left Genesis? Yeah, it's like, like I, I can't, can't be in a band where the drummer keeps falling off his the little stool. insurance stool. premiums to keep I'm going to go do Sledgehammer free. by myself yeah. oh, why and not? let him be the lead singer of this stupid That's band. Steve Winwood, yeah. <laughs> Rutherford's, you're on your own. Baby. Roll With It was about him yeah. falling off the damn chair. Invisible Just... Touch was him not being able to feel his <laughs> ass on the chair. Exactly.